0: and give your entire go-to-market team the data they need to operate as one unified, powerful front. Also, you can easily support, strengthen, and grow your customer base. Secrets out. HubSpot Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com service to do more for your customers today. Howdy, folks. It is Thursday, May
1: 11th. I'm Jacob here with Juliet, and you are listening to The Hustle daily show in just a bit we're going to be discussing why it's looking like a bull market for the literal bull market i'm talking of course about rodeos and the wild west uh, we'll get to all that in just a bit but before we do let's talk about what else is happening in the world of business and tech let's get crackalack Juliet, what are you looking at today
2: well, I'm a green text bubble person, um, unfortunately. Mm. I <laughs> I kind of run everything on Google. I love Google Fi. I've had a Google Pixel for a long time. So I was checking in on Google I.O. just to see what they were up to. A couple cool things. There is a new tool coming this summer that will let people know more about an image, in particular uh, if it was made with AI, which I think will be pretty handy since some of those are looking pretty realistic these days. Yes. Um, There's also more AI coming for pretty much every other thing that Google does. (laughs) There's tools for Android developers, Play Store developers. Um, There's going to be an AI that helps you write better text messages. And also, this one I think is pretty cool and probably the one I'm most likely to play with, an AI that will help you design your own phone wallpaper.
1: Very nice.
2: Of course, the most hotly anticipated announcement was the Pixel Fold. It is a phone that folds in half.
1: Another foldable phone.
2: Yeah, when it's closed, it looks like a regular phone, a little thicker. When you unfold it, it looks like a tablet. It actually looks pretty cool, uh, I'll admit. Uh, and you can pre-order it now, but it will cost you about $1,800, which is three times the price of the perfectly acceptable Pixel 7. Yeah,
1: so, yeah, but a fold, we all know a fold is priceless. Right? Yeah,
2: exactly. It's like, how cool do you want to seem at the next party?
1: Exactly, exactly. It does it does look cool, I'll give him that. And it looks probably like the best foldable phone out there. It looks uh, really
2: <laughs> seamless surprisingly. So
1: I guess you'll have to get it and let us know, right?
2: Yeah,
1: okay. <laughs> <laughs> For one month's rent.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, in other news, speaking of companies in the AI space, right now Microsoft signed a deal to use startup Helion Energy's fusion electricity by 2028. If Helion can't provide them enough clean energy by then. CEO David Curtley said there will be financial penalties. Investors have overall surged $5 billion into funding fusion companies, according to CNBC. Helion is funded in large part to the tune of $375 million by who else but OpenAI CEO and Silicon Valley insider Sam Altman, who, by the way, will also be testifying before Congress next week for the first time. As lawmakers try to figure out this whole AI thing and how to regulate it, that should be interesting, right? And speaking of Congress and uh, regulation, some news surrounding the potential talk block, the TikTok block. The Wall Street Journal reported the company is delaying a rollout of its major new Shopping features in the U.S. as it's struggled to attract merchants because of concerns over a potential ban. And just for reference, to give you a scale of what this business could be, TikTok's Chinese sister app last year did more than 200 billion dollars in e-commerce volume. So big opportunity there. And last but not least for today, some good news, or at least moving in the direction of good news. The CPI report for April shows inflation easing to a still significantly elevated, but but cooling. The Fed's goal is to get it back down to around 2% ideally. And this is all after it peaked around 9% last June. So good news there, I guess. And with that, let's get to today's main story. Julia, you ever been to the rodeo?
2: Nope. Uh, You know, my parents in Michigan like the rodeo. Really? But I have never, (laughs) I have never been.
1: Okay. What do they like about
2: it? Uh, I think, according to my mother, it's just a fun time. I think, I think she really likes horses, um, <laughs> which is probably not the main part of the rodeo, but um, mm. I don't really know, honestly.
1: Well, listen, I feel like they're increasingly not alone in that regard because I think now, perhaps more than ever, cities uh, across the U.S. are looking to bring the rodeo to town. And uh, with the numbers that these rodeos uh, can put up, I think it's tough to blame them. Just to put some numbers out there, these large-scale rodeos across the country have long kicked local economies into high gear. Uh, for instance, the Calgary Stampede, this is in Canada, says it it brings $540 million into Alberta. The 2019 Houston Live Stock Show and Rodeo saw $227 million in local economic impact. Uh, A few others, the uh, Dixie National Rodeo in Jackson, saw $50 to $60 million in economic impact. Fort Worth Stock Show and Rodeo, around $142 million. The National Western Stock Show in Denver, more than 130. million million dollars. This is pretty impressive and uh, I think something we should probably look even deeper into maybe for for a larger story. As for the riders themselves, uh, the Wall Street Journal reported last year they're making around $75,000 on average uh, with with dozens roping in more than $100,000 and that riders could actually double their pay if they join a professional bull riders PBR team. Uh, which includes, for instance, a team like the Missouri Thunder, who are owned by Bass Pro Shop CEO Johnny Morris, who's worth a cool 8.3 billion.
2: So, what what is exactly the Professional Bull Riders?
1: Yeah, well, it's 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 kind of like a pro bull riding league. For some history, uh, PBR, as it's known, launched in 1992 with. $1,000 investments from 20 riders. And long story short, it was eventually acquired by media conglomerate hmm. Endeavor in 2015 for $100 million. So pretty pretty good, uh, pretty sweet deal. All right,
2: that makes sense.
1: And right, it, it makes sense. If you think about Endeavor, they're no stranger to turning what some might call kind of like niche sports into very lucrative media franchises. They already own UFC. They recently signed an agreement to acquire a controlling stake in WWE. And I think the most interesting thing here is this is all kind of under the backdrop of lots of growth and interest in this idea of the American West. Mm -hmm. You know, in in recent years, arguably no one thing has helped stir up, pun intended, (laughs) renewed interest in the Western industry, broadly speaking, more than the show Yellowstone. Have you mm-hmm. watched
2: Yellowstone? I have not. Okay. But I am gonna tell you in a bit about another show that I have watched. <laughs>
1: good. good. Yeah, so I have watched Yellowstone. So in recent years, Google search interest in Yellowstone is the highest. it's it's ever been clearly a result of the of the show. Right. Uh, a University of Montana study found that because of the show, the state lassoed in, more than 2 million visitors and $730 million of spending in the year 2021 because of the show specifically. And uh, the interesting thing, though, (laughs) the unfortunate thing in some ways, the show may have also exacerbated a local housing crisis in Montana, uh, you know, inspiring these kind of wealthy transplants to move to Montana. The median price for a condo in Bozeman was up 61% year over year in April 2022. Habitat for Humanity has called it a housing crisis and the ironic part is half half of the show Yellowstone is about this exact problem mm. but yeah what 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 do, what show are you thinking of
2: so i watched the show it only has one season so far i think on amazon called outer range and okay it's uh so I'm not like a big American West person, but I do love the wild or the weird West genre, which is when like you mix okay. <laughs> a Western with anything else. Um,
1: I like that. <laughs> and this
2: one's pretty strange. It's about um, a rancher in Wyoming who finds a big hole in the middle of his property mm. um, that, you know, is just mysterious. Where does it go? What does it do? No one knows. But the reason the story reminded me of it is that one of his sons is trying to be a professional bull rider and there's a lot of scenes where it's a dangerous job
1: <laughs> yeah you <laughs> could say that
2: I, I always like almost cringe when i watch someone riding a bull because it's just like uh, at what point are you gonna get thrown off and like break your arm um and there's there's a lot of that in that show um and i get it i get like the actual american rust is um uh there's a lot wrong with it obviously. <laughs> but I sort of get the appeal when somebody's like, "Yes, I want to leave the city and I want to go to Montana or Wyoming and and I want to sit under the big open sky and I want to look at a horse." Like, mm-hmm. I definitely understand that appeal that people have for that for it.
1: Yeah, I think you're totally right. I'm sure that was exacerbated when everyone was at home in the right. pandemic. And uh I guess that just means that this industry uh, the Western industry at large, the rodeo industry yeah, yeah. is set up really well to capitalize on all this interest. Mm-hmm. It's pretty wild. Uh, it's pretty, the wild west. It's pretty yeah. wild. <laughs> and bada bing, bada boom. That's going to do it for us today, folks. Thanks for tuning in to The Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network our editor today is Ezra Truppiano, our executive producer, is Darren Clark. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter that you can sign up for at hustle.co slash email. Hope you have some Thursday. Go on, get out of here. We'll see you tomorrow.